Bones, prepare for multi-ball. Hello, and welcome to Pinball Nerds Podcast, coming all the way from River Hibbert, Nova Scotia, to the holes in the side of your head, introducing your host, Albert Albert. That's me. Take it away. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 343 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about heavy metal and hosting the Twippies. That's right. Now, I know a lot of you are probably very curious what the heck I mean by hosting the Twippies, and I will get to that in a second. But first, I've got some news to cover. It's been, uh, what, nine days since I did an episode? I humbly apologize. I'm not going to lie, the episode uh, that I was working on for Top 3 with Orby, which is, of course, my show over on the Pinball Network, um, that did take a couple days' research, but then I got very sick. I had no voice. I couldn't talk. I apologize. I'm feeling better today, but my voice is still a little hoarse, so I apologize. But that being said, it's been so long. I wanted to get out here and do an episode. I'm usually priding myself in being the very first podcaster to talk about a new theme or a new... a new pinball machine, and Heavy Metal came out, what, five, six days ago, and I haven't even chatted about it yet. So here I am, last to the frickin' party for, like, the first time ever. But what is up with Heavy Metal? Okay, Heavy Metal came out in 1981. I was conceived in 1979, born in 1980. I would have been one years old. One year old? One years old? One year old in 1981? So I definitely, you know, wasn't there for the, the movie release. I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, I wasn't jumping up out of my crib to go watch it. I'm sure I was into cartoons at one if I was even into anything. But probably would have been He-Man, Masters of the Universe, or something like that, or Care Bears, or whatever. I don't know, one or two-year-olds watch. Do they watch anything then? Anyways, I went back yesterday, and I spent a good 40 minutes on uh, YouTube watching you know, the highlights of the best-of clips of Heavy Metal the Movie. And then I listened to someone talk about what the movie was about. And then I listened to someone talk about what the magazines were about. Uh, The number one way that I heard the heavy metal magazine described was it was part animation porn and part adventure story. And usually if they did have a cohesive plot that was going on for more than a few months in the magazine, it would just end and they would just start from scratch again. Um, Time travel is very frequent in it. I was trying to watch the animation and the animation is like extra, extra slow or something. It's like hard to watch. Although I like some of the imagery and I, I do appreciate some of the retro artwork they have on the covers. Uh, The theme honestly is not there enough for me. Um, Some people have said it's over-sexualized personally. That doesn't bug me at all. I love retro art and that sort of thing. Um, I'm a very open person. Uh, I don't get offended easily by nudity. However, I'm just not into the theme. I just didn't, you know, the doesn't call to me. I think if I was a man in his early twenties, so like if I was conceived in the fifties, born in the sixties and was like 21 to 25, maybe even so mid, if I was born like around the time of my father, I think I could see, I might've got into heavy metal then possibly, but it's just not for me. Um, I'd be much more likely to purchase something that came out in around when I was 20, right? Like around the year 2000, Y2K, um, or even when I was like, you know, 12 to, to 20, 
right? So the, the, the theme doesn't speak to me. I know that they're using Stern's, um, the same play field they use for the home use only Star Wars. And I think that's a cool theme, a, a cool setup for a table. Uh, if the artwork is done really well, I think that we might see them out a couple places. But again, this is not a cornerstone theme for Stern. So I'm not that disappointed that I'm not into it. I mean, I was more frustrated that I wasn't into the theme of Elvira, right? Uh, I still haven't got to play that, actually. Here I am stuck on the East Coast of Canada waiting to play Stranger Things, waiting to play Elvira, waiting to play Heavy Metal. Um, I guess what I'm saying is with Heavy Metal is the theme, the theme doesn't speak to me tons, but I do think that the game will be rad. So Stern used to take Woe uh, Wo Nelly, something about Juicy Melons or something. That theme didn't call to me at all. The machine didn't call to me at all. The gameplay didn't call to me at all. Um, so that theme didn't call to me, but the theme of Primus did call to me because in the mid nineties, when I was a teenager, Primus was huge and I absolutely love them. Les Claypool is the best bass player on the planet. Fight me on that. Um, but it just doesn't, I, you know, I think the gameplay will be better than Primus was, but I would be more likely to purchase a Primus, not only because Primus came out, what, at $3,000 less, I think that uh, Heavy Metal is going for 8200 and Primus was like 5500 or something, unless I'm mistaken. Or was it even 49 maybe? Maybe 3500 less? It was significantly less. They only made guaranteed 100 of the Primus machine, so you know it's rare if you get it. The artwork was super rad. Did Dirty, Dirty Donnie do that Primus artwork, I believe so, or Zombie Yeti? Yeti? Uh, a really good known artist did it and, and it's, it's phenomenal on Primus and I apologize that it's, it's, uh, I can't remember right now, but the point is, is that I would have been more likely to get Primus at, th at almost half the price and with the music that I love and with the theme that I love, even though I think there's potential for the artwork on heavy metal to be almost as beautiful, if not better, just because you've got more options in layout and, I do think that the rule set and the gameplay is going to be far more deep on heavy metal. Again, Supreme pinball, just not for me. I mean, I'm, I'm not a very big pinball collector, even though I, you know, I've owned, you know, over 10 machines throughout my life uh, and rented even more, but you know, and I currently own five. However, I'm much more of a pinball player. And as a pinball player, heavy metal, just, you know, I, if I was at, a big pinball festival and it was there and it was empty, I'd go over and try it. But would I wait in line even one deep to try it? Probably not. I'm not going to lie. If there's even like one machine over there that I, you know, like uh, even the Beatles were, was over there, I would go do that. I would be more interested in seeing, seeing other old Stern electronics like Fathom uh, and some of those older ones redone. Um, you know, there was some talk of Fathom being turned into Led Zeppelin, I believe. I, I love the Beatles. I think the Beatles plays much better than Sea Witch, even though Sea Witch is also still a super rad game. Uh, but yeah, Heavy Metal is just not going to do it for me. Okay, so what's next? Let's get into hosting the Twippies. All right, this is where we're going to get into the deep, muddy waters of speculation because I'm not on the Twippy committee. I don't go on to Pinside that often. Uh, I kind of lurk... I did just recently lurk in the uh, the newest thread that's gone 
just on fire, which is uh, the, the thread that's entitled Spooky CGC and Ben Heck Joined Forces. That was started by Y Snow. So thank you for starting that, Y Snow. I've read through both pages on there. This is a thread in which people speculate which, which game Spooky and Chicago Gaming Company and Ben Heck are joining forces to do. And for y'all to hear my input on that, you're going to have to listen to the next episode of the Pimmel Nerds Podcast, which will be coming out immediately after this one, because I've already written that one and speculated which one I think it might be. But for today's episode, let's go back to talking about who the heck is going to host the Twippies. So with Mr. Zach Attack Many uh, and Mr. Greg Bone bowing out gracefully to not be able to do it, uh, which makes sense with everything, you know, Zach's doing with the Pinball Network. Maybe it's good to not be as associated with his, you know, previously with This Week in Pinball, the podcast that he used to run. Maybe it's good to have some separation there, especially with him being, uh, you know, available in several categories for the Twippies. So maybe this is a good thing. However, on a previous episode, I recommended a top five list. Y'all can go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it yet. But I recommended who I thought would do a great job hosting the Twippies. Then a few days later, I got a message. And I wasn't going to say anything about this, but uh, Mr. Jeff Patterson from This Week in Pinball mentioned it in front of everybody on the Flippin' Out stream on Friday there. Mr. Zach Many joined Ken Cromwell and Steve Beatty live in Ken's uh, arcade, Garcade studio uh, in the garage. I don't know why I called it the Garcade. I was thinking garage and arcade, but um, the Garcade is something very different. We can ask the Four Men's Pinball podcast about that. Shout out to Drew and Ian. Um, but going back to uh, what, what was happening here is we're not really sure right now if uh, any of the people that I recommended to be able to host the Twippies will be able to go. And I was one of the people who had put my, my name in there. And a few days after I put out that podcast, Jeff had messaged me on Facebook saying, Hey dude, I need to know, like, are you coming or not? Like, are you going to make it now? Listen, I'm just speculating. He didn't say, are you coming? Cause I'd like you to host. He didn't say, are you coming? Because maybe uh, I have a pre presenter position open for you. So this is all speculation. And I wouldn't have mentioned any of this cause this was a private conversation we had. But then when I was on the flipping out stream on Friday, uh, this week in pinball, like I'm pretty sure it was Jeff. I'm sure that's who runs that. I'm 99% sure that's who runs that Twitter. Uh, well, I said, hey, Jeff, and he said hello. So I'm pretty sure that's who runs that Twitch page uh, is This Week in Pinball. And he said, so, Albert, what the heck? Are you coming to uh, Texas? Like, are you coming to the Texas Pinball Fest or not? And I was like, dude, I want to come, but I'm probably not. Now, I did not write on that stream what I wrote to him privately. And what I wrote back is that, a, one of two things would happen. I would have to sell a pinball machine. I'm actively attempting to sell Jungle Princess right now. I should take all of the pinchers and get Roller Coaster Tycoon up soon officially because I haven't done that. However, I also wrote to him that due to the coronavirus, we're being told by many health officials, especially here in Canada, and I don't know what it's like in the States, but I've heard numerous, uh, a physician from Montreal had said that he would think twice about doing any non-essential travel. Another gentleman who was being asked about whether or not the Olympics will happen in July, which by the way, happens to be the same month as Pinburg, unfortunately, but he had been asked 
Uh, and I forget where this gentleman was from, but he was being interviewed on a Canadian news station. And, and he had said, to be honest, as of this week, I'm canceling all non-essential travel for anywhere for even much smaller sporting events, the Olympics. So he said he would be shocked if the Olympics were not canceled or at least limited in some way, shape or form. And it just happened to be that same day that Mr. David Yop had written on Facebook has anyone, have any of my friends been affected by or think they will ever be affected day to day by coronavirus? And I thought, this is crazy. Are people in the States not being updated by their health officials like this? Like at this point right now, I will not be flying anywhere, anywhere, including Pemberg. I will not be flying anywhere for a few months until most of this crap has been figured out. Um, it's partially because I have two younger people in my house. I have two kids, right? Like Hayden and Owen are 11 and 15. Um, and then it's also partially because my wife works every single day now. She's, well, not every single day, but a few days a week. She's a teacher's assistant. So she works with, you know, from kindergarten to kids in grade three and grade four. So again, wouldn't be prudent for me to be traveling around a lot if I don't have to, when she's going to be working with, you know, children who often, they children don't understand germs the same way adults do. They don't, they're more likely to touch their face and not wash their hands and go to the bathroom. And they're kids. We were all kids, right? Remember being in kindergarten, you sat there and picked your nose seconds after you were just playing with Play-Doh. And then I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's gross. Kids are gross. So, but the other reason for that is because me personally, I would not say that I am a germaphobe. But I definitely am someone who's a bit of a news junkie, and I'm someone who also, uh, you know, I have a homestead here. I have a flock of chickens to think about. I have two beautiful young little Nubian dwarfs coming here in the spring, two females. Uh, in case you don't know what a Nubian dwarf is, it is the best miniature goat to milk to make yourself gorgeous, wonderful cheeses and shivras, which is a name for a goat cheese. Well, a special type of goat cheese, actually, because you can make goat's cheese mozzarella. I've done that before. It's phenomenal. Do not make goat's cheese mozzarella with milk that's more than four days old. It will come out too goaty. Believe me, it will not taste good. It will just be too, like, it'll be too grassy. But anyways, I don't know why I'm giving you tips on making goat cheese. The point is, is that when TPF is happening, uh, what, three and a half weeks from now, there's almost a 0% chance that I personally would be comfortable traveling. So I'm not going to be in any rush to put my roller coaster tycoon up for sale. Um, I do have my fingers crossed and I am knocking on wood every single day that I get to go to Pemberg because I just recently finished paying uh, Mr. Mike Dimas, shout out from the formerly from the Canadian Pinball Podcast, uh, my money. And you know what? I have not bought my three-day pass for Pemberg. And some people are going to be going, but why? Why would you not have done that? I have not done that because I suspect there's a pretty good chance that in three months from now, that yes, even the health departments in the United States might be saying, Hey guys, probably not a good idea to join 20,000 people in the same arena to play pinball and video games. In fact, uh, a country recently in Europe, I think it was, I don't know if it's Italy. There's a, a country somewhere had said uh, no, no gatherings of 5,000 people or more. So boom, right there, Pemberg will be gone if that happens within the next three months. This is a very fast moving disease. Uh, now the likelihood of you, if, if it actually being fatal 
is like one in a thousand if you're less than 25 years old and you're actually healthy. And it's probably closer to maybe one in a thousand if you're in around, you know, between 25 and 40 and you're fairly healthy. Now, if you're over 40 and you're a male, which it seems to be hitting a little bit harder, and you also happen to be someone who has any underlying health diseases, then it's like a one in 50 to a one in 100 that you could, you know, it could become fatal. But we are seeing, you know, a 23-year-old captain of her soccer team just passed away. Right. So we, and, and then in the States, I know there's a 25 a year old that uh, on the West Coast that's extremely sick. That's, that's hopefully not going to die, but uh, are in critical care right now. So it's got serious enough to the point that uh, this is not the flu. The flu kills like one in 10,000. This is sitting at about, you know, one in a hundred to one in a thousand, depending on. So this is either 10 times, at the very, very, very least, this is 10 times more deadly than the flu. And it hits people of all age ranges, unlike the flu, which primarily targets, you know, seniors and infants. Okay. So anyways, what I'm getting at is that I don't know if I was going to be asked to host. I suspect I might've been getting asked to present, probably not like be the host. I don't even know if that's the way the the Twippy committee is going to go with it. However, I'm going to have to bow out and I apologize for that. I will be cheering on the Twippies here in River Hibbert, I might even attempt to get to the city to do a live-to-air reaction afterwards. Um, I certainly will be podcasting before and after. Jeff, I'm going to help support the Twippies. I'm glad you're doing it. And honestly, Jeff, if I lived like an hour or two away or even five hours away and I could easily drive there, I probably would, I, I would say, yes, I'll be there in a heartbeat. If I lived even like 10 to 12 hours away where I could drive there within a day, I would say yes, but it's a 40 hour drive and I would have to fly. And the only way I could afford to fly is by taking at least four flights. I would need two flights to get to Houston, then another three and a half hour drive on public transit to get South. Right. So it's like, uh, it's just going to be too dangerous for me to go most likely unless like a vaccination comes out tomorrow and all of a sudden the numbers stop, which I highly doubt because even just here in Canada within one within what, one day's news cycle, we went from 16 people to 24 people, including four more in Ontario. So everybody back in London, Ontario, just my thoughts are with you. You know, uh, I, I don't actually pray to anyone. I'm an ordained Dudas priest. I'm actually celebrating the hangover right now, which, yes, is a real thing. It typically is nine days uh, us uh, Dudas are much more lazy than uh, Catholics. We don't have a 40-day Lent. We have a 10-day Lent. Um, I'm giving up fast food. It's been fine. I think we're on day four right now. Um, anyways, I don't want to tell anyone who lives near the Texas Pinball Fest to not go. I suspect by then they will have, well, I know within a month from now, it will have either unfortunately just taken over and you will have hundreds, if not thousands of people in the United States uh, infected with this, or it will have curbed and there, there will be very few, in which case maybe I will deeply regret not going to TPF. I mean, if nobody in Texas has coronavirus a month from now, and if, you know, I mean, there, there's already tons of people on the West Coast and you'd have to think if you're into pinball, you live on the West Coast and it's only, you know, I, I'm assuming a very short trip in a flight in, in an airplane or, uh, you know, not that far in a car that you'd probably go to Texas Pinball Fest. So now we've got to worry about all the people from the East Coast who are still also coming to that festival. Anyways, I'm being a worrywart. I'm being negative and I'm being rude because I don't want to take away from Texas Pinball Fest. I think it's going to be a phenomenal festival. But for me right now, 
I'm just hoping that Pemberg will go through. Um, oh, sorry, David Yop had written, will this affect anyone's day-to-day -day lives? And I said, if you haven't started to prepare by now, it could be too late. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pemberg got canceled. So for instance, what do I mean by if you haven't started to prepare for now, it's too late? Um, I tried explaining to my dad that like a regular surgical mask would not help in the case of a, of a pandemic. And in London, Ontario, there is already people who have coronavirus or at least one. We don't know where the other like eight people that have came out in the last 24 hours are from. Well, four of them are from Ontario, but I don't know where in Ontario. So what I was trying to explain to my dad is that like if you wait too long and I said, don't have to go buy 10. You don't have to freak out and go buy like the whole stock. But I would have a couple weeks worth of food just in case it's a little more dangerous going to the grocery store. I would also have a couple weeks worth of food because you've, we've seen in Italy and now several places spreading around there that you can't even buy toilet paper in Northern Italy. It's near impossible to find it on any shelves, any grocery stores, anywhere. Uh, all the way through Europe, the cost of an N95 mask has gone up five to tenfold. Even I've heard of even 50 or $100 per mask. Um, and so then when I had told my dad, you know, you better double check and just at least get yourself a couple masks in case it gets bad there, or you need to get to the hospital or just something. You need to go somewhere where there's high risk for coronavirus, which is very likely in a town that's less than two hours away from Toronto, which is the largest city in Canada, right? So uh, anyways, he called 26 pharmacies in London. None of them had it. He called nine hardware stores None of them had it. And then he even tried calling all four Walmarts and all, and literally the one girl at the Walmart just laughed at him and basically was like, I'm sorry, we're not getting any anytime soon. People will keep asking. So here my dad is a guy who really doesn't order stuff online very often. A guy who, you know, is pretty old school and he's stuck there in London with no masks. I mean, I went out and bought masks like I think three weeks ago and my wife thought it was a little bit silly. And I said, let's just grab four. We're already painting the entire, I, I went out and got the hardware ones, right? I didn't get the super duper expensive ones. I just got the 3M ones that are like $4.99 for two. So I spent $2 per person in my family. I don't mind spending $2 on going out of my way. Like that's a freaking toonie. That's like a buck in the United States, right? So um, we have these four masks. More than likely, these masks will never be open or used for coronavirus. I'm again, Knocking on wood over here. I'm really hoping these masks will be used for when we're painting the uh, the shed this summer. But in case Shats hits the fan and we need them and we need to get into town or like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think out of my head. I doubt River Hibbert's going to become like my little town here in Nova Scotia is going to become overrun. But let's be honest, the hospital here in Nova Scotia in Amherst is the only hospital for what, like an hour and a half. You'd have to go south of getting through the pass, which is unpassable during most of the time in the winter. So like if you live within, it could be all the way down to Tatamagoosh or all the way over to, does, does, these are real names of places in Nova Scotia, by the way. Um, you, if you live anywhere within an hour and a half, you're going to be stuck going to that hospital. And guess what? The hospital in my local city is already overrun. They don't have beds as it is. Uh, they're being overrun right now by the flu. They're being overrun right now because it's a tiny hospital in a community that's grown a lot larger. They're being overrun because the average citizen here is far older and spends way more time in a hospital. So for many reasons, my hospitals are already overrun here. So if something simple happens, like my son sprains his ankle and we have to get to the only hospital within hours, uh, 
and that's where they're treating all the coronavirus patients, I really, really, really don't want him going in there without a respirator, an N95 respirator. It's come to the point where if I have to use the respirator, respirator I'm willing to shave my beard. And any of you pinball listeners who know me know how much I love my freaking beard. So if I have to shave my beard to make make it safer for myself, my family, my friends, all the kids at the schools where my, te- my, my wife's a teacher's assistant, I will do that. I hope that I haven't gone off track for too long, but I probably have. Most of you have probably turned this episode off already. I do want all my listeners to be safe, especially if you live in a large city or somewhere where this outbreak could happen. Just be extra vigilant with washing your hands. Be extra vigilant with making sure that you have a little bit of extra food, medication, all that kind of stuff in case in case someone you it, this isn't in case like there's like a zombie apocalypse outside. It's in case you you yourself get sick. So this has happened lots to people here. I know in Canada, they've talked to several people this has happened to where they've got sick. They were around someone else who was sick. They don't know for sure if they have the coronavirus. The doctors have now told them it used to be two weeks. Now they're saying three weeks. So think about it right now. If in your house you have more than enough food for you and all of your family to live for three weeks, then don't worry about it. Don't go out and buy it. You don't have to become a crazy prepper and get like 10 years worth of food or anything like that. Um, but I would legitimately probably, if, if if you're listening to this pinball podcast and you live on an island in the middle of nowhere and you're pretty sure you're not going to, well, Iceland just got the coronavirus. I mean, so it can go anywhere. But if, if you're very self-sustainable, like like me, that you, you know, you get all your own eggs, you grow a lot of your own food. We have like 26 jars of salsa left to get rid of this year and like 18 jars of our own pasta sauce. So between that and my like, $200 coronavirus shopping spree I went on the other day. I think I now have food for like four months or something here, but I'm, I'm probably going overboard by that. Uh, we would run out of chicken food long before that. So hopefully the, uh, the summer would come and they could go pasture. But anyways, I apologize to everybody. I definitely will not be going to TPF. Uh, I definitely will not be hosting the Twippies, uh, which I don't think that was going to happen anyways. I did suspect, and I wanted to congratulate Lauren Gray from the Backbox Pinball Podcast. She just got an, she just announced yesterday on Facebook that she is going to be presenting. So congratulations to her. And I suspect I might have been being contacted by Jeff to present. But unfortunately, it looks like I'm going to have to bow out. I'm not only, you know, thousands and thousands of uh, kilometers, miles away uh, but I would also have to take four planes and like nine, nine, I added up nine different times I'd have to take public transit. So I'm not going to be coming there. The good news is Chris, the Pintern and myself are going to be shacking up. We got a really rad Airbnb. Um, to be fair, he went out and got it with really, I had mentioned, yeah, we should look for a place to stay together. And he kind of went out on his own and got it, but it's an awesome place. It's a great fee. Uh, he mentioned that Crystal Gemnick, uh, of course, from the plum, which is uh, a great podcast here on the pinball network or sorry, here, here on the pinball network. Listen to me. I'm forgetting which podcast I'm on. I did recently record a show for the pinball network and it should be up. I believe Ken was mentioning on Tuesday, but it looks like Crystal may be staying with us. Chris had mentioned on the Friday and the Saturday of Pimberg. So if you're someone who is looking for a place to stay and we're hoping again, that coronavirus has just effed off by then. Uh, and you want to come party with us either on the Thursday or the Sunday. It looks like we've got an empty couch on those days. Uh, you could probably pay me enough beer to take uh, my own separate bedroom and I'll take the couch uh, because we don't, we don't want to be paid money. Chris and I like to be paid in high fives, hugs, 
uh, free Chinese food, craft beer, and uh, letting us beat you at pinball if we play you in Pittsburgh. That's all. That's all we want to be paid in. Anyways, pinball nerds, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm going to be coming back at you very shortly. I'm probably going to run downstairs, put on the coffee maker, and I will be back with another episode where I'm going to enjoy kind of speculating at what I think this new offering from Ben Heck's going to be. It's like, what the heck are you doing, Ben? All right, pinball nerds, until next time. I feel great. I, I love being able to be back here and talking to you. I almost feel like, you know, when you get a new haircut or maybe a pop on a new pair of shoes. Speaking of, we're going to exit the show today with Paleo Nutrini, uh, Nutini, sorry, with, this is a song, New Shoes, which came out in 2014. My favorite song by him. Without further ado, until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. Pinball. I felt like there was something missing in my day-to-day life So I quickly opened the wardrobe Pulled out some jeans and a t-shirt that seemed clean Topped it off with a pair of old shoes that were ripped around the seams And I thought these shoes just don't suit me Hey, I put some new shoes on and suddenly everything's right 